So we said that Rav Hillel Parcher was sent to be a shadar, a personal shliach of the Mittler Rebbe to go to the colonies of Kherson. And we said he would leave every year starting right after Pesach and he would basically, I'm sorry, after Pesach he would travel to Lubavitch for Shavuos and after Shavuos he would he would basically travel to Kherson and he would be there all the way until Tishrei time when he would return to Lubavitch. Now every year the Pillow would, would come to Lubavitch before beginning his travels and when he finished it's not like he went home first. One year he heard the following mimer from the Rebbe the Tzemach Tzedek. Every neshama is a, has a very high level. Only the lower three parts of the neshama. How many parts does the neshama have? Five. Five parts. So there's nefesh, ruach, neshama, chaya, and yechida. The nefesh, ruach, neshama are the three lower parts of the neshama that are in your guf. The chaya and yechida are above. So only the three lower parts come into your gashmias body. However, a neshama from the world of Atsilus is even higher because it's always in a state of dveikus. Dveikus means that you're trying to hold on to Hashem. The Rebbe continued, while not everyone merits to have such a high neshama, it's possible for everyone to get to such a level of such a neshama. Now since, as we mentioned, that for everyone the two highest levels of the neshama don't enter the body, they remain in Shemayim. And those two higher levels of every neshama are in a state of dveikus. And this shook Reb Hillel, when the, when the Tzemach Selek said this. The Rebbe had just explained the importance of trying to reach such a level. Yet most of the year, what's Rabbi Hillel doing? He's busy traveling city to city, village to village, speaking to extremely sincere, but as we said yesterday, truly ignorant people, total amaratsim, who don't know anything. They couldn't even understand such simple concepts of Hasidus that he taught. And he was thankful, you know, over time they learned, he was teaching them Shulchan Aruch, how to act like a from Yid, supposed to act. But he's thinking to himself, maybe it's time for him to stop going to do all these rounds. And he should work on himself. That he should get such a level that the Rebbe spoke about. After giving this a lot of thought, the Rebbe decided he's going to ask for Yechidus. And he's going to pour out his heart to the Rebbe. At Yechidus. The Rebbe listened to what Reb Hillel had to say and then he entered a state of intense dveikus and opening his eyes he said Reb Nachman Bar Yitzchak said we are day workers our job is to bring day is to bring light to everyone it is our job it is our obligation to light things up Lighting up our surroundings, how do you do that? It could only be done through the light of Hasidus. Hasidus is the true atzmus, the essence, the true light that was revealed to us through Mesiris Nefesh.
And the Tzemach Tzedek said, Chas v'sholem for you to stop. Fakert, you should continue to light up the whole area with the light of Chasidis. And Take, more than once, the villagers asked the pillow this very question. They said, they said, Rebbe, they would call him Rebbe, by the way. Because they, most of them never saw the Tzemach Tzedek in their life, or the Mittler Rebbe. But they saw him every year, and they knew he was like a representative of the Rebbe. So they, they called him Rebbe. Why are you saying Chasidis here? We don't understand it. Like, you should say Chasidis, the great Yidin, that, that would benefit from it, but not to us. On one occasion, in addition to explaining the Rebbe's answer, the pillow said, Fakert, who, exactly, who should I say Chasidis to if not to you? You are the ones that I should say it because your Nishamas listen to it and you truly benefit from it. On another occasion, the pillow noticed that some men were crying from the depths of their heart. They loved the pillow, yet even after many years of him coming, they still didn't have a clue what he was talking about when he would explain Hasidus. And seeing them looking so sad, the Rebillo explained that a Sefer Torah has letters written on parchment. In order for a Sefer Torah to be kosher, every individual letter, the ink, let's say a letter hey, has to be surrounded by blank parchment. If any two letters are touching, puzzle. So Rebillo said, when a Yid says, I'm a blank, I don't understand anything that could be said. So he's basically the perfect parchment to write a Sefer Torah on it. And he said, imagine the tremendous rejoicing in Shemayim when Yidin come together just for the sake of writing a Sefer Torah. This tells us <clears throat> that when a person says he's blank, he keeps the Torah. He could save the Torah that is in his, that is in his neshama, and his neshama could inspire him. After some years, many of these people began to understand concepts of Hasidis, and even today we are benefiting from this work. The Pillow's Hasidis is full of explanations that make even very high things in Hasidis looked very simple, because he was explaining it to simple people. And Take, the 45 years of Reb Hillel traveling, it, it, it bore fruit, tremendous fruit. And as his student, Reb Gershon Doiv of Paher said, we're gonna, we're gonna see throughout all these stories, Reb Hillel had like, uh, you know, a bunch of students that were like really his, his own like, mm -hmm. I don't wanna say like private Hasidim, but, uh, Everyone knows this guy is a student of Reb Hillel Parasher. So we spoke about, I think, Reb Doiv Zev of Yekaterinoslav, who was the Rav before Reb Levik in Yekaterinoslav. Then there, this is another one, Reb Gershon Doiv of Paher. And he said, everyone can see for himself how my great teacher Reb Hillel illuminated the entire region. When Reb Hillel repeated the uh, above-mentioned Echidus to his, to his students, he said, just for the sake of witnessing and Baruch Hashem, sensing the intensity of the Rebbe's dveikus at that moment, that itself was worth making the long journey to Lubavitch. 
ten times. Because he said the Rebbe's dveikus put me on a much higher level. The pillow explained why it had such an effect on him. And he said, our Chachamim tell us that from the time the base of Mikdash was destroyed, Hashem had no place besides for the Dalar Amos of Halacha. In other words, all the revelations, the, all the, the, the Giluyim that used to take place in the base of Mikdash are now taking place in the four Amos of Halacha. So looking straight at us, this is Reb Hillel's student talking, Reb Hillel finished, and where do you think these four Amis are? They're in the Rebbe's room. Right? That's how he said it. And, and, and Reb Gershon Doiv, the student of Reb Hillel, he added, we lived, when he told us, when Reb Hillel told us this saying, we lived with this saying for months. The warmth of these words, it gave highest to our Avaida every single day. Now, although Reb Hillel was originally the Rav in Parich, that's why he became known as Rav Paricher. And then for the last 11 years, he was the Rav in Babreisk. For four to six months a year, throughout most of his life, he spent the majority of his time traveling throughout Kherson and, and Yekaterinoslav, right? That, the whole Yekaterinoslav, by the way, is, is part of the whole Kherson thing. So he's, oh, you know, you know how many Yidin live in Yekaterinoslav? Hundreds of thousands. And it all started because of this. Anyway, so he was faithful to the mission that was given to him by the Mittler Rebbe, and it was reinforced again by the Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek, until the very end. On Shabbos Nachamu, on Shabbos Nachamu, Yud Aleph Av, in 1864, at the age of 69, Reb Hillel was Nistalik in one of the Kherson colonies, and he was buried there. His outstanding student, Reb Gershon Daiv Ber of Paher, who was called by his uh, fellow Hasidim as Reb Gershon Daiv Ber Hagadol, the big one, right, the great one. He basically took over the job. He assumed the responsibilities of visiting these colonies for many years.